Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Geeky Dinks. If you listened to last week's episode before March 14th, which is when we're recording this thing, Mm -hmm. you would have had some say in what we talk about this week. Yep, that's true. We let you guys decide what we're talking about this week and uh, we don't even know. Yeah, we put down a list of how many things was it? About 14 things. 14 things that Mm -hmm. either you guys suggested or that were part of our original poll when we were first starting our Facebook group Mm -hmm. about what people wanted to hear about. So we included all those things on the list. We may have added a couple that we kind of wanted to talk about too. That's also true. (laughs) So that everyone, including us, gets a say, but it's all equal because we're just going to plug it into a random number generator Mm -hmm. and whatever it comes up with. That's what we're talking about. (laughs) Are you ready? Ready. I'm a little bit nervous because honestly, there are some things on the list that like, I know everything, but there are some Mm -hmm. things that I know more than others. Right. And to not have the time to think about what we'll talk about, this is very much more on the fly than we normally are. This is true. So. It's going to be a true improv experience. It's a good thing we're good at that. Yep. If not, we'll end up talking about something. (laughs) Yeah, this might be the most random episode we have. (laughs) Randomness. That's about right. Random number generator 1 through 14. Tell me, what are we talking about today? Oh, you were happy. Tres. Okay. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) I'm not ready. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It's time for brown coats to unite. We are talking about Firefly Uh, this week. You are thrilled. Yes. I wouldn't have a tattoo if I weren't a Firefly fan. I know, I know. And I feel bad because I've seen Firefly. I've seen Serenity. I get it. I know it. I just don't remember it. Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Firefly, for anyone who doesn't know, was a unfortunately short-lived TV show on Fox. It only got a season. Which is wrong. Right. So wrong. I mean, there's a reason why so many people still love this show years after the fact Mm -hmm. and that they pretty much follow anyone who was a part of that show Mm -hmm. in everything they do like if nathan fillion does something anyone who was a firefly fan is gonna watch yeah the brown coats are gonna watch for sure right Mm -hmm. uh same with uh alan tudyk they even did a kind of a meta version of that whole thing with their series con man where they're Pretty much versions of themselves that do conventions for a oh, TV show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I kind of remember that. Like, I was like, it sounds so familiar. Right. But okay. Uh, okay. Summer Glau, Gina Torres. That's Zoe. Kaylee. Yep. I think her name's Jewel State. I think I'm probably getting that wrong. Adam Baldwin as Jane. Yeah. I mean, uh, Mark Shepard, even. That's true. Mark Shepard was on that, too. So, I mean, what hasn't Mark Shepard been in, honestly, at this right. point? Right. <laughs> like, if it was Fox-related and kind of sci-fi, he, he was, was in, in it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it only ran for a season. Mm-hmm. Most everyone just has the series on Blu-ray, DVD, digital, whatever now. They did now. kind of do it some justice by giving it its own movie, though. Yeah. They tried to, like, rectify what they kind of screwed up when they, right. you know. Right, and at the time, I hadn't seen the, the series yet. I was one of those weird people who saw the movie. The movie first. Oh. Yeah. Because so you I were lost. Right. Well, well <laughs> yes, yes and, and no. no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there were certain things that I didn't really understand, like why they would inexplicably speak Chinese. Oh, yeah. But of course, <laughs> that that's them cursing and not having to bleep it out. <laughs> I don't know that I knew that. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Only I knew Chinese. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it's also a reference to the fact that, or the idea in the show that China was more of a, a superpower uh, by the time yeah. they left Earth. Mm-hmm. Although there are still people on Earth, it's not much of a thing anymore. Right. It's kind of a rarity. It's very hipster of you to stay back on Earth. Right. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. The Firefly series is based off of this group of, they're kind of outlaws a little bit. It's like, it's a space Western is what it's best described as, Mm -hmm. where this crew on the ship just go from job to job, trying to make some money, keep flying, 
and a few of them have the backstory that they were part of a war for independence mm-hmm. uh, against the Alliance when they were colonizing all of these worlds. They wanted to be free from being under their control. So there was the brown coats versus mm-hmm. the Alliance, and the brown coats lost. Mm-hmm. But people who still kind of fly under that flag have a really tight-knit group. Right, you just kind of know who your allies are at that point, more than anything. Even if you didn't win, you still know who you can trust. There's a lot of comic relief in the show, because it's kind of heavy in parts. Right, I do remember that. But a lot of people on that show are really funny. Mm -hmm. Would you say, because I know you're a big Alan Tudyk fan. Oh, yeah. Would you say this was where you realized you really liked him? Or was there something else that he did before this um, that you liked him better? And you'd be like, oh yeah, he's actually really good. Well, I've liked him from the first thing I saw him in. Mm-hmm. And why I thought he was British for a while. <laughs> I, because the first thing I saw him in was A Knight's Tale. Oh, right! Yeah. Oh, I forgot! Yeah. Yeah, he's Watt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh wow. Yeah. I didn't even... Yeah, he was in that. He was in um, Death at a Funeral. He's the boyfriend of one of the family members, and he accidentally gets given some hallucinogenics because they're in a aspirin bottle to conceal what they actually are, but um... only the dealer knows what they are. So she just grabs them thinking they're aspirin and gives it to him because he has a headache. Did we see that? Did I see that one? We've watched it. He ends up on, Once. like, the roof or something? Yeah, he's, he's... Okay, he, yeah, okay. Yeah, he's naked and he's on yeah, the roof. Yeah, okay, I remember Yeah, now. but <laughs> those were two of the first movies I had seen him in. Mm-hmm. I, I had seen Serenity by then, but I thought he might have been a British guy doing an American accent. Oh. Because so many of them do that. Right. It took me forever to find out that he's American. <laughs> <laughs> and he does so many weird things too like he does a lot of voiceovers like we found out he's the oh, voice yeah. of like hey hey yeah he's he's disney's new guy he plays the toucan in encanto yeah yeah even when he doesn't have lines they <laughs> they hire him to do the thing maybe they have a contract with him or something that he has to do so many unless movies. he's trying to be the new john ratzenberger but for disney that's instead true. of pixar <laughs> that, that could be true it's like you've got john ratzenberger we've got alan tudyk like, <laughs> i mean all right sure right <laughs> That is funny. Like, I like him, especially because we started watching Resident Alien. Oh, yeah. I love that. really funny in Resident Alien, too. Yeah, that's really good so far. I know. I kind of hope we can see the end of it. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, so they had a really good cast for Serenity. I mean, even Nathan Fillion's a really good actor, too. Oh, yeah. So it's like... Yeah, and he he didn't really stop after that. Mm -hmm. Like, his, his career was probably the one that took off the most. You think? I would think so. Like mostly, he mostly does TV, mm-hmm. but there are a few movies that he shows up in. I, I would put him at the top of the TV star list of people. Mm-hmm. You know, he's very beloved by his fans. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wasn't there even a petition a while back to have the Nathan oh, yeah. Fillion Pavilion? Yes. The I'm, I want to make sure that I get all the names in there because it's the Nathan Fillion. It's either Civilian Vermilion Pavilion. Or Vermilion Civilian Pavilion. That's in Edmonton. Okay. Which is where he's from. He's Canadian. Oh, oh okay, okay. I was like, that's so random. You would think it would end in Ilian of some kind of somewhere. <laughs> well, it's mostly just the Nathan Fillion Civilian Pavilion. Somebody said they should paint it green so it could be the Vermilion Pavilion. Oh. Um, <laughs> he's a very well-liked guy. Like, anyone who sees him at conventions or mm-hmm. gets to meet him on set or something like that, there's only nice things said about him. Right. And I think that was for a lot of the cast, too. I mean, there's a lot more, when you think of list of celebrities, that cast, from from what I've seen that's just the constant like oh they're super nice they're super friendly they're you know all of them right whereas you have some casts of other shows you're like ugh, what a bunch of jerks and they're just they're so full of themselves or some of them are okay and then some of them aren't so much yeah but just to have a whole cast of just super nice awesome people like that had to have been fun and i feel bad that they got robbed of more seasons because they really were out before their time yeah and it was also at a time where Fox was 
canceling shows really quickly without really giving them a fair shake. It was during that time of pilot seasons Mm -hmm. where you would get all these new shows and you'd watch like one, two, maybe three episodes if they're lucky. That's true. And and then they get cut. Yeah, that was when they were really big on canceling like after the very first pilot episode. They're like, nope, not enough people watched the first episode. It's like, do you ever think that maybe people were busy watching, I don't know, something else? And and of course, this was early 2000s where streaming wasn't really a thing yet. Right. So everything was still in that old theme of, okay, first night mm-hmm. or the only night you can really watch it because they don't do reruns until... Yeah, and I don't think DVR was even a thing at it might quite have, yet. It might have been becoming a thing like TiVo. You remember TiVo? Ew, yeah. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> I, I can't remember when that first started, but I think it was kind of like that, that where it was a huge selling point where you could skip over ads. Mm, yep, you could fast forward through them. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was just unfortunate. If they'd have brought it out now, it'd be a huge hit. Because essentially, the way I kind of see it, and I know people are going to be really mad at me for saying this, but he was kind of the Han Solo. Yeah. In a way. But he had a full crew instead of just Chewie. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah, that's a, I haven't really thought about it that way. But yeah, that's a really good. um... I mean, he's got a junky ship. (laughs) Yeah. He even says it multiple times. She's not pretty, but she works, you know, like. That's true. And that's exactly how Han described the uh, Millennium Falcon, so... Yeah, I guess um, with Solo, it was a bit more Firefly-like. If he had, mm-hmm. if he had become more like uh, Woody Harrelson's character in that one, mm-hmm. he would have had more of a crew. Right. And it would have been more like... That's probably Firefly. what made me think about it, because having watched Solo, it felt very remnant of firefly i was like oh yeah he's just this smuggler and he does you know trips and moves stuff around and he wants to be cool but also drives you know a big old beat up spaceship <laughs> <laughs> like i'm cool it's a cool ship it's like nah that's like a 40 year old spaceship what are you talking about yeah i'm surprised i haven't really heard that comparison made before because they are very similar mm-hmm. probably because a lot of people if you're not a brown coat you're just a star wars fan Oh, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, you, you don't see many people who are like, yeah, Star Wars and Firefly. Yeah, I guess. I mean, everyone has their groups that they right. like to stick with, whereas I like to like everything. <laughs> well, and th- and also in the sense that Firefly was a season. Yeah. So if you didn't fall in love with it in the season, you're not really going to remember it because there's no other source material. I think there might have been a comic book. There have been a series of comics. Yeah. yeah. I would um, like to read those, actually. I think they would be... I have a few of them. Do you? Yeah. Oh, okay. My bad. No, you know what? I think I do remember that, actually, because you were you were getting those. Because I just... It was such a good story, and I hate to say that I don't remember too much of it. I just remember that I liked it. Right. Like, yeah, they, <laughs> I don't remember the actual details. <laughs> they unfortunately didn't really get enough of their story to expand on it in mm-hmm. the show. Uh, the comics really is where you're going to have more of that story told right they go into backstory about all the characters like spoilers if you haven't watched serenity yet i yeah i mean i mean it's been years but just in case i wanted to put that out there but catch up i guess yeah um, (laughs) but a few major characters do get killed Mm-hmm. Like Shepard gets killed. Mm-hmm. Uh, pretty much everybody who helped the Serenity crew before right. they got killed by. Mm-hmm. Oh, gosh, I always butcher his name because it, it's kind of not easy to say. Chweedle Ajiafor. I'm pretty sure I got that. <laughs> but he's also Mordo in Doctor Strange. Oh, okay. He's the villain in Serenity and he's kind of a, a zealot almost for the alliance Mm. and making sure that their way gets upheld but yeah he kills off all of their help he kills off a lot of people really but yeah wash he gets speared by ravagers Mm -hmm. or reavers reavers okay yeah reavers ravagers are guardians of the galaxy right (laughs) very different yeah like i guess because they were ending it then they're like we need to end it well yeah i think Joss Whedon was mostly making the movie to kind of finish their story mm-hmm. in the most condensed way, mm-hmm. just in case he didn't get to make any more. I've heard plenty of them say, like, the cast would totally do another season right? Uh, if, if uh, someone picked it up. It's just, it's been too long. Yeah, it has been a really long time, and I'm sorry, but they've aged. 
Yeah. But, you know, I also think in that same respect, there's going to be a Hocus Pocus 2 this year. Yeah. And that's been a really long time. And they're bringing back the original Sanderson sisters. So, I mean, what would stop them from bringing back the original cast of Firefly? That's true. I think a cool way for them to complete the story or continue the story would be kind of a a Telltale Games Mm -hmm. version of it where you got the same voice acting and you can still tell the story in a cool way oh yeah but but it's more of a a video game yeah that would actually be really cool i think i feel bad because i feel like firefly was a good series but i feel like it could have been so much more could have been made out of it like a game or you know i think there's been attempts at doing that over the years Mm -hmm. but they've fallen into where it's just kind of back and forth between either who owns the rights to the property to creative capabilities to what they really want to do with it and then public demand for the material kind of ebbs and flows depending on if people are talking about it yeah and i think we need more people talking about it quite honestly (laughs) because i would love like you said to have like a telltale games version of firefly i think that would be fun to see that side of the story i've you know getting back into gaming myself doing you know life is strange and having played fallen order i love those storytelling type of games so this would be the perfect one to continue on the story and actually have kind of a again what would you say like a like a pseudo tv show but in a game you could do a point and click game you could do yeah. it wouldn't necessarily be open world because you'd have to have a right thing, well that's but... why i think that telltale version of it would work so well because they usually tell theirs in episodes mm-hmm. so you know you could keep the game going for as long as they want to right and kind of like the walking dead or wolf among us or any of their other games mm-hmm. they have multiple seasons as long as they have a story to tell, right. they can keep it going. Yeah. And it doesn't really matter... How old they get, what right, they look like. They, none of that matters. <laughs> they do tend to sound the same. Right. Yeah. I would I would be totally okay for that because there was so much story just put out there to where like, we're going to do all this, we're going to explore that, and, and this is going to happen. And then it was like, actually, only one season, and ta-da, we're done. You're like, uh, oh, oh, okay. Well, then this is our plea to Telltale Games. Yeah. To, like, please. That would be really cool. That would be awesome. I would be so... Even if they did it in their art style, the way they do... I love Mm -hmm. their art style. I think it would be perfect for Firefly. Yeah. This is my plea. (laughs) Please make a Firefly game. (laughs) Even if it's only, like, make it the same length as the first season, however many episodes, and have a second season, quote unquote. True. Of firefly yeah it would be fun i think it would be i think it'd be a lot of fun and like i said i'm getting back into games so i want want something fun to play with a good story (laughs) i love it (laughs) yeah the whole story of firefly just the way that people were able to connect with the crew so quickly Mm -hmm. in a matter of a season most shows don't do that until like two or three seasons in where people are really invested with their characters. These guys did it in, what, 10 episodes? Was it just 10 episodes? Okay, so apparently there were 14 total, but not all of them were aired. Oh. Some of them were only on the DVD. Oh, Once it was okay. released as... Oh, okay. Yeah. So I pulled up a site that has like 20 things you might not have known about Firefly. Just because, you know, it's been a while. Fun things says a civil war novel inspired the firefly universe that would make sense it's kind of a based on a civil war sort of thing mm-hmm. it's called the killer angels from author michael shara s-h-a-a-r-a yeah your guess is as good as ours <laughs> yeah so it follows union confederate soldiers during four days at the battle of gettysburg during the american civil war so whedon modeled the series and the world on the reconstruction era but set it in the future that's very cool. That is really cool, actually. I mean, it has that kind of feel if you look at it. You mm-hmm. know, whenever they land on one of those backwoods sort of planets, everyone's dressed like they're from the 1800s, you know? Right. <laughs> like they're right out of, like, Tombstone or something. Right. Originally, the Serenity crew included just five members. Oh. 
They don't say which five, but it does say throughout development and casting, Whedon increased the cast from five to nine. That's awesome. (laughs) That's probably a testament to the people's auditions. Right. Where they're like, I really like you, but I only have five people. You know what? I'll add somebody. You're in. (laughs) And to add on top of that, before Morena Baccarin, I'm horrible at pronouncing Oh, yeah. She's um, Vanessa on Deadpool. Okay. So before she was cast as Inara... Rebecca Gayhart landed the role. Oh. But she was fired after one day of shooting because she lacked chemistry with the rest of the cast. Wow. So it could have been her instead. I'm glad that... Morena, that's it. Uh, Yeah, she was then cast two days later. Yeah, that that she got the part. Mm -hmm. She's she's really good. I love her in everything I've seen her in. Yeah. She was in another canceled TV show, V. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Where she was the mother alien. I kind of remember that. Okay. Briefly. Yeah. (laughs) This is fun, and it's kind of funny because it was was one of the options. Before it went to Sean Marr, Neil Patrick Harris auditioned for the role of Dr. Simon Tam. Oh, that would have been cute. (laughs) Although, I don't know how the chemistry would have been between him and Kaylee. Yeah, I don't know. It would have been different. Yeah. But yeah, because I think they're actually married in real life. Or no, I'm thinking of they were in an episode of Warehouse 13 oh, okay. as a couple. Oh, yeah. Gotcha. So I was like, oh, that's cute. They brought them back together. <laughs> so apparently uh, Star Wars spacecraft appear in Firefly. Oh, Star Wars, of course, was a big influence on Whedon, which could also be the solo connection that I see. Right. <laughs> Captain Malcolm Reynolds somewhat resembles Han Solo. (laughs) While Whedon used the Millennium Falcon as inspiration to create serenity. (laughs) You can spot a few spacecraft from George Lucas's magnum opus on the show. When Inara shuttle docks with serenity in the pilot episode, an Imperial shuttle can be found flying in the background. (laughs) In the episode Shindig, you can see a starlight intruder as the crew lands on the planet Persephone. Wow. Yeah. So uh, there's that. (laughs) Han Solo frozen in carbonite pops up throughout Firefly. Nathan Fillion is a big Han Solo fan. See, this is where my connection comes in now. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. (laughs) Uh, So the Firefly prop department made a 12-inch replica of Han Solo encased in carbonite for the Canadian-born actor. You can see the prop in the background in a number of scenes. (laughs) That's... Oh, yeah, look, it's right there. Right behind the little, like, hammock thing. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) That's hilarious. Oh, gosh, I cannot pronounce that. Aliens Wayland Utani Corporation made an appearance. In the pilot episode, the opening scene features the legendary Battle of Serenity Valley between the Browncoats and the Union of the Allied Planets. Captain Reynolds takes control of a cannon with a Wayland. You say Wayland Utani? Yeah. Ah, oh, got it. Logo inside of its display. It's a large conglomerate corporation in the Alien film franchise. Huh. <laughs> Don't think I knew that. Zach Efron was on Firefly? No. Oh, yeah, I think I recognized him. He played young Simon in a flashback. He was 13. (laughs) Oh, he's so cute. And then it says Captain Malcolm Reynolds' horse is a Western trope. (laughs) Surprise, surprise. At its core, Firefly is a sci-fi Western. And he rides the same horse on every planet. Its name is Fred, by the way. (laughs) I don't know if that's the actual horse's name or if that's like the show horse's name. but Oh, yeah. It says it's named Fred. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Fox aired Firefly's episodes out of order. Yeah. Why? I was looking at that on the IMDb page. Really? So how did they do it? Like, obviously the pilot was first, I hope. Well, no wonder no one, like, got onto it. If you're, like, putting things out of order, it's hard to get into the the details, you know? like. So it looks like most of them are aired in order. Oh, it says Fox didn't feel Firefly's two-hour pilot episode was strong enough to air as its first episode. Instead, The Train Job was broadcast first because it featured more action and excitement. It continued to cherry-pick episodes based on broad appeal rather than story consistency and eventually aired the pilot as the show's final episode. The pilot was the final episode? Okay. So, yeah, Serenity is the pilot, but it's labeled as episode 11 because of when it was aired. 
And then there's three more episodes that were... That never got aired. Well, they were finally put out the following summer. Mm-hmm. And those weren't even in order. <laughs> well, and you wonder why it didn't get a second season. You wonder why you didn't get the audience you wanted. Yeah. If I don't understand a story and I had the same problem with, what was it, Clone Wars? Oh, yeah. I, I need a, a continuous timeline. Right. It doesn't need to be for all of them. Like, I can watch Star Wars 4, 5, 6, 1 through 3, and 7 through 9. That's fine, because those groups of three are together. Well, and also, then... they let you know where they take place. Right. But if you're just, like, slapping me in the middle of some kind of adventure, and I don't know why we're there, why yeah. do I care? Yeah, that was probably one of the most aggravating things on Clone Wars was, <sighs> Meanwhile, on this other planet, something we haven't been talking about for a few episodes. And this character who just died in this last episode is alive again. What? Right. What? Yeah. <laughs> so. Oh, that's frustrating. So, yeah, that's... I feel like it's a lot of mismanagement on Fox's part. They owe them a second season at this point. I don't think, I I didn't know that. So I was just like, I guess it wasn't good enough to draw people's attention. But if you don't know what's going on. Yeah, they probably had feelings about the show ahead of time. Uh Like they were like, this show isn't going to do that well. So we're just going to dial it in wherever we can. And... Then when it actually had a little bit of a following, they had already made the decision, I feel like, Mm -hmm. to axe it. So they were just kind of like, oh, well. So is the DVD in order? Because I would love to watch it again in order. I believe so. Okay. Because I feel like I could understand the story better, you know, in order from start to finish. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) One of the very first things you see is Wash playing with his dinosaurs. Okay. this oh inevitable we will call this land this land we will feast on after i feast on your flesh it's like oh curse your sudden but inevitable betrayal (laughs) (laughs) oh that makes me so sad like i had no idea that fox did them dirty like that yeah that's just mean wait i gotta i gotta pull out my dinosaurs i actually have them from the (laughs) show i hope the batteries are still good on them yes So, yeah, I saw those, or did I get those as a present? I can't remember. I think you got it as a as a gift exchange, or okay. like a Secret Santa kind of thing. Right, because I also got uh, the, the characters. Gen- yeah, the, uh, oh yeah, I got like all... The whole cat, the whole crew. Well, I got, I got five of them. The original five, probably. Probably. Ooh. <laughs> yeah, because I got, I got Mal, I got Wash, I got Zoe, mm-hmm. I got Kaylee, and I got Jane. Mm-hmm. So those are probably... Possibly the yeah. original five before they moved it to nine. Well, also, they I mean, that is who were on it at the very beginning. Right. Before they pick up Simon and River mm-hmm. and Shepard and Inara. But mm-hmm. Inara kind of comes and goes because she has her own ship. Right. That she can do, do what she likes. Because yeah. there's that tension between her and Mal mm-hmm. because... I think they used to date, mm-hmm. but she's also, they call them companions on the show, but they're kind of the equivalent of escorts. Mm, true. I always just thought because she had her own ship, it was just kind of like two captains clashing. Oh, You yeah. know, like that's kind of how I took it. Yeah. Well, he, I guess he was always uncomfortable with her doing that kind of business while her shuttle was on his ship. Ah, okay. But yeah. I mean, that'd be like having some shady stuff going down in your house. Like, look, I'm responsible for this, so... Yeah. Could you not? <laughs> Could you just not? <laughs> <laughs> but that's mostly him misunderstanding what she actually does. Right, right. And um, being a generally jealous man. As they do. As they do. <laughs> <laughs> as they do. <laughs> um, so as we discussed earlier... Alliance's origins are American and Chinese. The Serenity Lounge served as an actual lounge. Oh, cool. 
That's cool. They would actually hang out in the lounge on the Serenity set rather than trailers or green rooms. That's great. So they all hung out together in their off time. That's cool. Um, Inara's name is... Oh, she's apparently named after a goddess, the protector of all wild animals. Oh. Interesting. (laughs) The uniforms are recycled from starship troopers. (laughs) That's... Oh, that's... That is... Oh, that's funny. Oh, I gotta watch it again and make sure... Yeah, I gotta look at that. <laughs> they were repurposed again for Starship Troopers sequel. <laughs> That's funny. Apparently when they say summer, it means someone messed up. Every time a cast member flubbed one of his or her lines, they would yell Summer Glau's name. This was a running gag among the cast after Glau forgot her lines in the episode of Objects in Space. <laughs> so they would just yell Summer. <laughs> I don't remember her having a whole lot of lines anyway. Because she's supposed to be that, you know... I mean, her character is kind of broken Mm -hmm. a little bit, you know? Like, she's had a lot of things done to her mind. Right. So that she's a secret weapon. When she's triggered, she Mm -hmm. can wipe out a room very efficiently. Maybe that's why, because she didn't have many lines. It's like, you have like four. Yeah. How'd you forget your line? Right. (laughs) That would be funny. That would make sense. Oh, wow. The spaceship was built to scale. So the interior of Serenity was built entirely to scale. Wow. Rooms and sections were completely contiguous. The ship's interior was split into two stages, one for the upper deck and one for the lower. Whedon showed off the Firefly set on one long take to open Serenity movie. That's awesome. Yeah, so fully to scale. So that wasn't clever editing at all. They were just walking through the ship. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I love when they do that. (laughs) And it feels more real for the actors, I'm sure. Because, I mean, it's literally, it's not like, hey, you see this wall and there's this. Like, no, it's to scale. It's a It probably adds to the whole feeling of being stuck in this space, Mm -hmm. within space, for probably months on end. And if they're able to hang out together in that lounge instead of having the escape of going to their trailers or right green rooms or whatever that's really cool yeah that is really cool because they just i'm sure that brought that camaraderie to all of them which made it feel so much more authentic right that like hey we're all hanging on together this is what we would be doing just sitting here chatting and whatever Mm -hmm. the message the episode the message should have been the show's farewell oh okay so um it was the 12th episode it was the last episode filmed during firefly short run Greg Edmondson wrote a piece of music for a funeral scene in the episode, which served as a final farewell to the show. Sadly, it was one of the three episodes, the other two were Trash and Heart of Gold, that didn't air during Firefly's original broadcast run on Fox. Right. Yeah, that's why anyone who's checking this out on IMDb and goes to look at season one, Mm -hmm. yeah, the first 11 episodes, even though they were shot out or aired out of order have a very tight release time like you can see that they're all released one week after each other right whereas the final three are the following summer like july and august yeah and they're not even in the right order on the thing that's so weird (laughs) and then this is something you would do american astronaut stephen ray swanson big fan of firefly so when he was sent to the international space station for his first mission in 2007 He brought DVD copies of Firefly and its feature film Serenity aboard with him. They are now a permanent part of the space station library. That's amazing. (laughs) So you can watch Firefly and Serenity in space. If I, for whatever dumb reason, I was allowed on the International Space Station. That'd be the first thing. (laughs) But if I, well, I would bring my dinosaurs Oh, there you go. And they would stay up there. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> but they would be with those copies. Yeah, that's just true. Just adding my little thing to yeah. their Firefly collection. <laughs> that's so funny. And I love it too because I remember when we went to Dragon Con and you were getting, what was it, a like a keychain lanyard type thing or you had something and it said brown coat on it. And I just remember... People are like, brown coat, yeah, just out of nowhere. Brown coat, woo, you know, like everyone was excited because they were like, it was very much how the brown coats worked. Not a lot of people, mm-hmm. but those who did, you knew who your friends were. Well, I have a Jane hat. So everyone is just like yelling, the, the, the man they call Jane. Yeah. Um, <laughs> because he has that episode where he, he's kind of 
a town hero, even though it's kind of based on a lie. Right. Yeah, Jane is a whole other character. The fact he he doesn't really belong to the crew, like he really is a hired gun that happened to stay on for a really long time. Probably because he didn't know where to get off at. Right. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, is that my stop? Oh, I don't know. Is that it? Um, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. So he's he's just that soldier type that doesn't really answer to Mal. Mm-hmm. So when he give when he gets given orders that he doesn't agree with, he's the first one to say, "I don't want to do this." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that is a, is a staple when we go to Dragon Con. You see a bunch of Jane hats. Just yep. it can be any character with a Jane hat. <laughs> yeah, anybody. Yeah, I was a, a Jane hat minion. Yeah. one year. People loved that. Though. Oh, yeah. They were like, yes, that's perfect. It's like, actually, when you think about it, it kind of is. I mean, if you saw a minion walking around a convention, he would probably be wearing a Jane hat. They Like, Laplanders fit a minion head very easily. Right. But when you think about, like, what the minion is, <laughs> and then you think about Jane, Jane I mean, they're not... It, it would be cute to see like a group of people dressed as minions holding <sighs> something from Firefly, like one of them wearing a Hawaiian shirt with dinosaurs, dinosaurs, one, one with, with a Jane hat and a, like a, a the fart gun, and uh, another uh, with with, the with the, yeah like Kaylee's parasol, mm-hmm. just walking around. <laughs> that would be adorable. Geeky friends out there, that make it a thing. Make it a thing. Make it a thing. <laughs> Pulling from another source material, make it so. Oh, that's funny though. But that would actually be really cool. A group of minions dressed as Firefly characters. Yeah. Or Firefly characters as min interpreted as minions? I, I would rather look at it as minions went to a convention and they wanted to cosplay. <laughs> I want to do that with every cosplay. Now. <laughs> like, okay, if I was a minion, I would look like this. And if I was a minion cosplaying... It would look like this. <laughs> that would be so much fun. Ah, oh, mashups galore makes me so happy thinking about them. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know what that was. <laughs> so the movie, a lot of people didn't really like as much as the show. Mm-hmm. Mostly because it killed off major characters. I was going to say, it's because it was an ending to a show that never really got a beginning. Right. And it killed a lot of characters that never got to tell their story right and therefore if they were to keep the movie as part of the canon of the story you're not going to get those characters back in anything that comes after it's going to be sans those characters right unless they just retcon the whole thing and start over right i mean if telltale did do a game i'm okay if they start over with the same characters Telling the proper story in order would be great. And then pretending Serenity never existed, or does, but later. Yeah. Like, fill in the gap between the end of Firefly to the beginning of... Because there's a gap there, right? Um, It's not, like, immediately after? the way that Firefly got aired... Oh, that's true. Not a lot of the story is followed. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's mostly just disjointed stories episode to episode there is the overarching story of the alliance is continually chasing after river mm-hmm. because she's a, a a secret weapon that they want back mm-hmm. so the beginning of serenity starts with them rescuing river from a alliance facility right and picking her up in the ship and going away i'm not exactly sure i, I have to re-watch the the series to see how it actually ends, mm-hmm. to see how well it matches up. At I the mean, beginning. they would even be able to do a little bit of a prequel, like show parts of the war, I guess, with the brown coats and the alliance, showing a little bit of that, how the team all came together, like a little bit of a prequel, yeah, leading into the show, mm-hmm. so we can see parts of the show, like oh, that's the order it was supposed to be in. Oh, I remember right. that from the episode. And then adding a little bit to it on the end, I think would be enough for people to be like, yes. Yeah. You know, just to kind of like, you know, put some meat on it. You know, mm-hmm. we, we got like, we got like the the scraps yeah. <laughs> of, the, of the show. And at that, we was like, here's a turkey leg and here's <laughs> a turkey neck. Like, you can't put them in that order. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. 
I think that would be cool. Yeah, very cool. But it could be told in a really cool way where you're taking control of multiple characters on the ship. Mm-hmm. You know, and each one has their decisions to make and it affects the story. That's my favorite type of game right now is that like your decisions affect what happens in the story. And so if you don't do something, it will have a consequence. Or if you do something, it will have a consequence to something later, which could be a big deal. And I think that makes the game really playable multiple times and still feeling like it's new, which is really cool. Right. Because that's the thing, at least for me, when I play games, it's like, I've already played this. I've already seen this cutscene. I already know what's going to happen. You know, I'm just trying to get to the end, I guess, and get a high score now. Yeah. A lot of games have multiple endings, sort mm-hmm. of, but it's not so much what you do during the game. It's more of just like, did you complete everything? Or right. what's that final choice that you made? Like, it all boils down to, like, that one final decision that you make. Mm-hmm. Right. Whereas, like, you know, like I'm playing Life is Strange, but it reminds me mostly of Heavy Rain. Where you play that and every choice you make and every quick time event you play can have a very significant difference in the ending. I watched a YouTube video of like all the different endings and they had like five or six different endings, but they didn't show the ending that I got because I don't think anyone knew it was possible. I killed everybody. Oh, yeah. Everybody died. (laughs) Mostly because you forgot somebody was dead i did i forgot i forgot the cop was dead and i went to call him for help and then they're like he's not answering his phone i was like oh that's right he's dead shoot and that's because i failed at a quick time and i'm just like oh no and then of course she couldn't do what she needed to do i don't want to spoil it for you but she couldn't do what she needed to do and she got killed and then everything happened and then the bad guy got killed and i'm like well I guess at least the bad guy's dead. Like, <laughs> that makes me happy, but <laughs> I was like, nobody showed that ending because I don't know that anyone knew that ending existed. Yeah. Because nobody could fail as hard as I do. Right. <laughs> I'm glad the movie gave us the main reason for the Alliance being so bad. Mm-hmm. In the show, it was based mostly off of, like, okay, people wanted to be free to do whatever they wanted. They didn't want to be a part of an alliance of planets that was all under one kind of rule Mm -hmm. like these people wanted to have some sort of freedom to do what they wanted because they felt like space was a free space (laughs) right right but the big dark secret of the whole verse turns into that they created this monstrous group of savages basically called the reavers Mm -hmm. who operated in this part of space that if you had the misfortune of coming across these guys they basically are space cannibals oh fun yeah they ate everybody that they came across like killed them brutally and would like string their corpses along their their ships Mm -hmm. like real wow very 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 uh mad max yeah space type so like they would eat anybody, like anyone it, they got they came across. Wow, yeah. any species or any alien that, races. That's and... why at the beginning of that movie, when they're trying to rob this uh, alliance bank, uh-huh. the vault, River has a premonition, sees that reavers are coming, and they get out of there just in time to get away from them. But one of the guys that's from that town tries to come with them, but their getaway vessel won't hold that much weight mm-hmm. so he leaves them behind and reavers are on him but he shoots them instead so that they can't like kill him brutally oh. so that he's dead before they get to that point so they even say in the movie that was a piece of mercy yeah killing the guy instead of letting uh, him be yeah. torn apart although i mean i guess it's the most pragmatic solution to what they were going through at the time mm-hmm. because if he had let him on, the, I think they call it a mule, wouldn't hold all that weight and all of them would have gotten caught and killed. Right, and they'd all been, yeah. So he was like, should I have left behind someone else? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's fair. It's not... It, it's, it's probably the best example of where it puts them on like a, a morality alignment chart. Right, yeah, that's true. They're not the best people in the world. But they're not... But they're not the worst. Heartless, yeah. Yeah. 
Well, and it definitely plays into the whole Western field, too, because, you know, they made decisions like that. I mean, I don't know if they had to deal with cannibals back in Westerns, but probably. <laughs> uh, but you know what I mean? Like, like, they had those things. It's like, hey, you're sick, you're dying, we don't have a cure for it. Instead of letting you sit and suffer, let's just yeah. take care of it in a merciful way. It's like, Again, it's not a great moral code, but there's at least a slight moral code to yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, you can see that Mal has a goodness to him mm-hmm. where he wants to do the right thing. But sometimes his hand is right forced yeah. yeah that's true that's true and i think in a lot of ways when you get into that kind of especially like with a lot of the space movies and stuff that are coming out you can kind of start to see more of that gray area of their moral codes like it's not right but it's the right intentions are there yeah and we're just kind of making the best out of a bad situation right kind of deal and that's really all you can do yeah so which they were doing them a favor instead of being ripped to pieces by cannibals yeah. He was long gone before then. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so. <laughs> um, who would you say is your favorite character on the show? Oh, gosh. I'm really terrible at, like, remembering the characters. I, I do love Alan Tudyk. I think he's funny. But the girl. Oh, Zoe? Yeah, I think I liked her. Yeah? Yeah, because she just, it's one of the few times in a show where you see a female lead really sticking it to the male lead and kind of winning a little bit that's like, true not a lot but just enough to be like you think you're smart you're not well yeah <laughs> like, they, they definitely have the most history mm-hmm. out of them like those three mal zoe and wash they kind of all know each other from brown coat days mm-hmm. zoe and wash are married mm-hmm. on the show so it made sense for all three of them to be together and then, of course, Mal gets his own ship. He's going to need somebody that can work on it. So he finds Kaylee. Mm-hmm. And then they need uh, <laughs> some muscle for the job. So they, they hire... Hire a gun. <laughs> yeah, they, they hire Jane. Yeah. Um, and then the others just kind of come on as they need a ride, basically. Yeah, and they have their own little values here and there, but that wasn't, like, the initial plan. Right. Yeah. No, that yeah. that tends to happen, though. Like, when you get a crew together and you're like, hey, I can offer you this, and you're like... I mean, can't hurt to have that yeah. on board. <laughs> I, I think the biggest friendship and loyalty, though, is between Mal and Zoe. Mm-hmm. Like, they they know each other better than anybody else. They might know each other better than Zoe and Wash know each other. I would say, I always think I thought that, like, Zoe and Mal were together. Kind of a, um, oh, it kind of goes along, like, Seth MacFarlane's version. Oh, Orville? Yeah, where they were married as... Oh, you yeah. know what I mean? That's kind of how I thought they were. Like they were married and now they're not. And so it's weird, but they still work together well. I see. That's how I thought they were. Yeah. They they just went through the Battle of Serenity Valley. So mm-hmm. they're. They might as um, well be. They're, they're well, work partners. Well, well they're, they're, they're <laughs> brothers in arms. Yeah. Basically. But I, anyone who's a veteran, mm-hmm. I, I don't know that much about it, but I feel like there's a level of camaraderie there yeah respect and camaraderie that Mm -hmm. anyone who sees another veteran they always have their back Mm -hmm. but somebody who fought alongside you in battle that's something closer than anything else right because they literally had your back right but yeah i just love that she was able to just kind of tell him like you're wrong that's bad don't do that and you know just kind of like throw his attitude back at him when no one else really did. Yeah. And kind of like that. She was kind of a moral compass for him too, mm-hmm. because he was a bit more ambiguous as to the lengths he would go to, mm-hmm. but she definitely had the rock of wash mm-hmm. to kind of hold her down. Right. And had that somebody that she could always be with. Mm-hmm. That's why at the end of the movie, after wash is gone, you see just how she almost shuts down. Like, Mm -hmm. she doesn't have any feelings left because her heart got ripped out when he was gone. And and you're thinking about it now, because, again, I I think about the dynamics of of Zoe and Wash. It's very similar to, like, us. Oh. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, in in a way. Because I think if, in a perfect world, if I was more equipped to stand up for myself... I would probably be more like that. But it would be you, which a lot of times you do, kind of give me that like, whoa. <laughs> I, I appreciate the enthusiasm, but whoa. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? And I think I would do the same thing. If something happened to you, I 
mm, nope, I'd be done. Yeah. Kind uh, of Hawaiian shirt tops. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I definitely had the Hawaiian shirts before I watched that show. Mm-hmm. So that was already a part. Mm-hmm. Did that help you keep them, though? No, I feel like they, they were already cemented into my wardrobe. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, nobody's going to take those away. Like, if I ever had a girlfriend mm-hmm. who came to my house and saw my closet was full of mostly Hawaiian shirts and was like, oh, no, those have to go. I was like, no, I'm sorry, you have to go. <laughs> So who's your favorite? Well, Wash. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have a leaf on the wind tattoo on my shoulder that says, watch how I soar. I think it's pretty clear who my favorite is. You know, I'm not is. sure, though. You might want to specify. <laughs> I know. It's a little subtle. It's it's Yeah, it's subtle. Definitely. Uh, I have the license plate frame on my car that says, Wash is my co-pilot. I'm still not sure. I'm not convinced. Yeah. <laughs> All of your things say shiny. Yeah. Well, that, that's more of a Kaylee thing. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> I, I do like their dynamic, though, where it's kind of a big brother sort mm-hmm. of. Like, I mean, everyone sees Kaylee as their little sister, except right. for Simon. Mm-hmm. And thankfully, Kaylee kind of sees Simon as the one guy that she actually has a chance with. Kaylee asks Wash, do you think I'm pretty? <laughs> and Wash is like, if I weren't a married man, I would take you in a manly fashion. <laughs> and she's like, because I'm pretty, because you're pretty. No, <laughs> that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> that is cute. Yeah. Yeah. See, it's funny. Like, I didn't even, I don't even think my brain remembered that Zoe was married to Wash. And yet I was like, I like her. because she's, she's strong and. And she talks back, and I like that. And you're like, yeah, well, her husband's watching. That's my favorite. Like, oh, well, how about that? <laughs> right. <laughs> Had no idea. <laughs> Go figure. Yeah. What's such an odd pairing, too? Yeah. It also reminds me of next week's episode, How to Train Your Dragon. Oh, yeah. More odd pairings. <laughs> with Astrid and, and, and Hiccup. Hiccup. Yeah. They're that's true. also very similar, where Astrid's the strong one who kind of fights. Letter of the law kind of style. Gotta do what's right. And Hiccup, he's a pilot. Yeah, yeah, and he thinks outside the box. He makes things. He's a bit more gentle. Yeah. Than everybody else in the crew. Which is odd for Vikings. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, that actually plays in pretty well. (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, next week we're going to be talking about How to Train Your Dragon, that Mm -hmm. whole series, the park that's coming to Epic Universe. I know we keep talking about this park that's coming in a few years. We're super excited about it. They have a the Netflix series, uh, How to Train Your Dragon. They do, they do. They have, they've had a lot of, of stuff. They've even got the little app game. I actually still have that on my phone. Oh, yeah. I think there might have actually been an, a video game of it as well. I'll have to double check that. Yeah. But, but yeah, there's a lot of stuff for How to Train Your Dragon. And I'm sorry, Toothless is adorable. <laughs> he's just, he's adorable. And I want to take him. Yeah, thank you all for your suggestions for this week's episode. We'll probably do this again. This was a lot of fun. It was fun. It was a little nerve-wracking because I was like, I don't know what we're going to talk about, but yay! And then it was like, Firefly! I'm like, ah! Yeah, so if this week's episode was a bit more scattered than usual, you kind of know why. Uh, if you liked it like this, let us know. We'll probably do this more often. Yeah, we might do a roulette it. of... Yeah. Show ideas. That's kind of fun. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, <laughs> that'll be a lot of fun. That'll be fun. Uh, fans choice episode. Yeah. I like it. I think that'll be good. And so, yeah, we do appreciate you tuning in. Let us know uh, what you're interested. We can kind of cater episodes to what you guys like, not just what we like. And sometimes just have fun with it. Right. <laughs> we are Geeky, Geeky Dinks. Dinks.